welcome to the happiest pod on earth. I'm Ariel. And I'm Stephanie. And we're Disney fans, but we're really so much more than that. Ariel here is a licensed therapist who uses clients' passions and fandoms to help them grow and heal from trauma and mental unwellness. And Steph is an educator who uses passions and fandoms to help her students grow and learn about themselves and the world around here at happiest pod it's a place where we dissect disney mediums with a critical lens why do we do that because just like we are more than just fans we expect more from the mediums we consume but also we go to a lot of cool disney events when we can yes we do so what disney experience are we dissecting and sharing today today we had the privilege of going to I guess you could say an unofficial Disney event, which was the Candlelight Concerts with Orchid Quartet on the beach. Um, we have the privilege, since we are living in Southern California, to have experiences like these open-air concerts outside, mm-hmm. um, different venues mm-hmm. that offer like small settings. I know we're still in a pandemic, but yes. um, we do want to support the musicians when we can because they've been out of work for so long. Um, so there is this... A service called Fever, and Fever has different events around Los Angeles. And one of them was the open air candlelight concerts, which is what Ariel here got us tickets to because she's awesome. (laughs) And um, it was a really cool, intimate setting outside, literally next to the beach in Huntington Beach, right next to where people are like rollerblading, biking, and skating. It's like a little. Would you call that a boardwalk? Our boardwalk? Or would you just call that a Um, sidewalk? (laughs) <laughs> I would just call it like a sidewalk. It's funny because like the beaches here stretch for so long that yeah. the boardwalks are really just the pier, right? That juts into <laughs> yes. the ocean. We don't really have boardwalks like I've seen on the East Coast, like let's say Coney Island mm-hmm. or um, uh-huh. other beaches on the East Coast where they actually have a walk that's a boardwalk along yeah. that's running parallel to the water and the beach. Yeah. Here we have sidewalks that like I said, people can bike, they can rollerblade, um, walk along, exercise, run, all those mm-hmm. things. So um, it's kind of like a restaurant right next to the beach. And yes. it has its own little parking area. It's normally, I think, a concert venue for um, very small concerts. But mm-hmm. they do have food service, I believe, during like regular hours. So yeah. Um, yeah. They have a stage set up outside and then they had uh, chairs, like lounge chairs um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around fire pits because up and down Huntington Beach, they have fire pits for people to hang out at. And this Mm -hmm. one was just in a closed space, ticketed, of course, because Ariel had to get tickets pretty early, (laughs) I think, right? Yes, yes. I bought these tickets uh, two months ago. Yeah, two yeah. months ago. And then and this um, was the, their final event at this venue, um, mm-hmm. uh, Sea Legs. Um, yeah. That's, that's the name of the, the restaurant venue? Sea yeah, Legs. Sea Legs <laughs> at the Beach. Yeah, if you look it up, it's called Sea Legs at the Beach. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it was awesome. For anyone who's wanting to check out any uh, Fever events, uh, you can go to feverup.com and uh, select your, your city, your location and um, really an app. Uh, they're, they're more okay. of an app that you would uh, download on Google Play or um, mm-hmm. Apple Store. And uh, the they do have events that are around major cities. Um, so um, I've seen some for, like for Chicago. Um, I think I've seen some for um, uh, New York, San Francisco. Um, so it isn't just an LA-based app. Um, it it's less likely to be effective in small places like a uh, shout out to Salina, Kansas. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have a, 
this app working for you. But if you're going to visit a major city, it's worth it to download this app to see what small intimate events and gatherings. They mm-hmm. do a lot of pop-ups um, and they advertise a lot of pop-ups. Some of the ones that I'm seeing that I, uh, or that I have seen in the past was a Alice in Wonderland themed pop-up that oh. um, all the potions you drank were a bunch of like alcohol <laughs> concoctions. Yes. Um, so yeah, yes. so uh, they, they aren't just Disney events. Um, yeah. Uh, they definitely have uh, outdoor music. They have um, movies, outdoor movies, uh, and that's just what's going on for the summer. Um, mm-hmm. Things obviously change a little bit uh, in the winter, but uh, a fun, fun little thing to to kind of find some some unique experiences out there. Yeah, definitely. And I think before we get into um, the content, what we did, how we did it, and also a little bit of background on live music and how it can help us in our practices, um, I know that being a Disney fan sometimes we have no choice but to limit ourselves into you know what disney things can i do and like of course the first thing you think of is going to the parks going to disney Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. watching a movie but -hmm. unfortunately those things aren't always accessible to everybody especially when the price points to the parks are so high you can't really like stay at a hotel it's not like staying at a regular hotel you got to dish out like at least three hundred dollars per night make -hmm. it a whole vacation thing um and also we don't have disney movies just out and about every single month, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jungle Cruise is out. We will be talking about that in another episode. But during this time, especially, you know, thinking about pre-pandemic and now, we always ask ourselves, what Disney things can we do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you just going to kind of keep an eye out or maybe just, you know, keep your ear to the ground for certain yeah. events like this. Um, so like I said earlier, this wasn't a sponsored Disney event. But (laughs) just as there are many fans of Disney and uh, a lot of lovers of Disney and Disney music, we can't always go to the Walt Disney Concert Hall. (laughs) There's not always, you know, the LA Philharmonic just readily available to play our favorite things. Um, There are uh, official Disney events, just like how they do at the Hollywood Bowl here Mm -hmm. in Southern California. Mm -hmm. They've done um, original scores for Star Wars. They've done original scores for The Little Mermaid, which I've been to before. And those are like official things that, you know, there's photo opportunities. Like there's, you know, like you could pretend to be Ariel and Eric inside the boat. Like I did that (laughs) during The Little Mermaid one. There was um, a costume contest. There's like those official things. But when you can't do those things, sometimes you just got to know. And I think mm-hmm. being a part of uh, Disney Facebook groups, um, Disney, yes. I think, clubhouses on that yes. app, um, conversations and just kind of, you know, following certain uh accounts on Instagram. Yes, Disney influencers, um, they do have uh, their finger on the beat when it comes to finding out both the official and unofficial events um, and following, you know, specific hashtags like Disney events, Disney live music, Disney live concert. Um, Those things are going to uh, give you options um, and opportunities uh, to experience uh, really Disney in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and specifically for this event, um, because the restaurant is so close to the water, there were people just on the hanging other side out. of like the the wooden <laughs> fence. I guess I don't know, um, uh, hanging yeah. out and listening to live music. They didn't mm-hmm. have to pay for a ticket to come see. They were further away from the stage, uh, so I mean they couldn't really see the quartet that well. However, mm. they got to hear the music just uh, as well as we just did. As it was fine. amplified um, yeah. beautifully. So yeah. uh, and and definitely there were people there that were already picnicked out, so they were aware of the event in general. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like I said, if we can give you the lowdown on some of these events beforehand, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and we will try our best. Sometimes we find about these concerts like just as they're coming out or, you know, like where we're not sponsored by Disney or not sponsored by any of these <laughs> events. But, you know, if you would like to, um, we are more than welcome to collaborate. Um, but anyway, uh, we can get into our experience uh, with our candlelight concerts. Um, for me, live music is always such a big part of my life. I know for you as well, Ariel, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, definitely uh, cover bands were a huge thing on the military base, my friend. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I always say this um, because, again, I was a military brat. My very first concert was in Guam and the uh, like official concert with a real band. And uh, the band was Sugar Ray. Yes. So, well, you so. know what? At least it wasn't a cover band. It was actually them. Yes. Yeah. That was the first time I saw like a band that wasn't a cover band. Uh, they came all the way to Guam. They played oh, that's for the amazing. troops. Um, for some reason, I, I went with a best friend and her mom thought we were going to get in a mosh pit. I don't think she knew the music, so we had to sit down the no. whole time. <laughs> it's pretty chill. Um, <laughs> they're very chill. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun fact, one of our friends, who I, I won't say, is next door neighbors uh, with Mark McGrath. And yeah. um, if you've ever seen the app Cameo, my uh, my partner had him wish me happy birthday and sing to me. So I have a video. It came full Mark circle. McGrath. Speaking it came full circle. I love it. So full circle. I mean, for me, like live music has always been a part of my life. I've been going to live mm -hmm. concerts for so, so long. I probably yes. have gone to, I mean, my first concert probably was the Hollywood Bowl, like ages ago when I was like such a little kid. Um, my mom and dad love listening to live music. So whenever there's a band outside at like a festival or whenever mm -hmm. there's like a, any sort of performance, I'm there. My brother is a musician. He's amazing. A lot of my family, they are great musicians, um, mm -hmm. really musical minds and theater and everything like that. So it's just a part of my life. I myself have played live music here and there uh, very casually, I guess. I mean, oh, she's the best singer. She will be some singing of them. at my wedding if I have one. I've already made. I've already if, made a promise. If and when. Um, but anyway, if and when. I'm marry myself. Right? <laughs> no. Mm, let's not, not go that down works. that path. <laughs> okay. Anywho, um, yeah. So I love anything that has to do with live music. I think this past year has been so difficult for me because I haven't been able to listen to live music. Mm -hmm. But this was like the first concert that I've been to since where everything shut down and so I mean for like I said earlier it was outside in the open everybody was socially distanced um, we were not like enclosed so for me my comfort level was um, really good <laughs> because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not only can I take my mask off to eat because I'm far enough away from everybody else but because we're outside especially near the sea there's always a yeah. breeze you don't feel yeah. stifled or anything yeah. um, and, and the, the, yeah. definitely the um, coordinators uh, if you stood up you had to wear your mask they, yes, they really very good about did it. a good job of like monitoring that reminding mm -hmm. people and they had masks there to give out um, the disposable ones if someone forgot one Mm -hmm. Or if it flew away because it was yeah. super windy. <laughs> um, That's sea I, breeze, though. <laughs> the sea breeze, right? Um, I put my beer on my mask, so it didn't fly away <laughs> until I finished my beer. And that happened like five times. So, 
you know, listening to live music historically is something that is therapeutic for many, many people, which is why we gravitate to it so much. A little bit of background on that is um, in ancient Greece, physicians and musicians were housed in holy healing shrines. Um, in ancient Egypt, healing chants were used on the sick um, to make them feel better. Ancient Chinese medicine believed that in order to promote healing, music was used to correspond with five different organ and meridian systems. Buddhist monks have long used Tibetan singing bowls in their meditative practices, which has come back into popularity with sound baths. I had a um, a little singing bowl in my classroom that I used yeah. to use. Um, I remember my first like time using it, I was not the greatest. So I used it as a <laughs> gong. It worked to get their attention. I used it as a gong, but um, I don't think I ever quite mastered doing that like the the circular motion to make the sound come out i can yeah. do it with a wine glass <laughs> my <laughs> finger but i can't do it with the singing bowl and it's little um like it looks like a geniality over here <laughs> i know right um it looks like a mortal mortar and pestle so that's why i always ah. think of i'm gonna grind stuff in it not create music with it but I don't know. Can you do that? Are, I can. You, I do okay. have a Tibetan singing bowl um, here at the house. Uh, if your hands are completely flat and it's in the middle palm, uh -huh. um, and uh, the the more you're actually looking at it, the more that you can create that reverberating sound um, and oh. that pattern. And a lot of people make the mistake where they're they're um, using this stick on the inside. It's meant to be on the outside and yeah. really just curving your hand and wrist. When you've got that down, you can make it get really loud. You can slow it oh. down. Um, that concentration and focus specifically from the singing bowls, mm -hmm. um, trying to make it more quiet and, and pulled longer notes, um, it, it helps really a lot with mindfulness and meditation. Um, and you'll notice that the sound goes away as you start to cup your hands. So trying mm -hmm. to keep a flat palm is also a really good sort of like exercise in regards to majority of the time our hands are curved in, especially yeah. if we're typing or using um, uh, the mouse. Mm -hmm. That's really great news. I mean, like, that's good advice to know. I'm going to try that again. I still have it. <laughs> because when I tried doing it the first time, the kids were just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you want to try it? <laughs> Let's just use it as a gong. It's an attention getter. Here it is. Um, but I will definitely try that. Maybe I'll try it with my baby and see if yeah. it works on him. He loves oh, musical uh, instruments. <laughs> well, like way to model, like, you know, putting yourself out there and learning. Oh, yeah. Skill, right. Like totally un unabashed. No. In my classroom, we were all learning all the time. Um, if I didn't figure something out, they would help me. If they didn't figure something out, I'd help them. It was like a very uh, symbiotic relationship with me and my students. I loved it. Um, but listening to live music, like I mentioned, is so therapeutic. Um, for me, I, I try to go to a live concert at least Man, I don't even think maybe once a month, maybe mm -hmm. twice a month, if mm -hmm. that. Um, if you guys ever get a chance to go to the Walt Disney Concert Hall, because this is a Disney podcast, it is so magical. Um, the architecture is beautiful. Plenty of pl places to take pictures outside. Um, it is designed by Frank Gehry, I think. Um one of the more iconic buildings in downtown LA. You can't miss it. And they have great, great events that have to do with Disney. And they also house the LA Philharmonic when they are not at the Hollywood Bowl. So yeah. um, once those events come back, uh, I hope that you all would can try to go. Absolutely. And then just to, to touch on the, you know, some more live sort of like music history in regards to um, its therapeutic uses, you know, eventually 
eventually the the <laughs> we westerners we catch on right like it takes a bit but we catch on so even after like years of history of music being therapeutic it really wasn't until world war ii when um a lot of the um service members who were injured in the hospitals would show that they had better treatment adherence and would feel better when music was playing mm-hmm. and that ended up inspiring um, the national association of music therapy which was formed in 1950s which is now called the american music therapy association So for anyone who is interested in both music and therapy or its therapeutic uses, you can actually get certified, specialized in music therapy Um, uh, when it comes to uh, sort of like the healing powers of music, um, you know, melody, harmony and rhythm, they stimulate our senses. So so this is definitely a way if you have um, particularly uh, for me with youth clients who are not interested and talking to my my old self, <laughs> some uh, some uh, crazy old lady who thinks that she can uh, get them to open up. Oftentimes, we use music um, to to be able to open up and share with one another. I have them make playlists in regards to songs that make them feel happy, songs that make them feel sad, songs that give them energy, songs that um, make them sleepy. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the music we're drawn to can bring about feelings of bliss, concentration, motivation, and even euphoria. And um, those are definitely things I felt when I was watching the live music uh, when we went to the Candlelight um, Orchestra. Uh, wait. Yeah. Candlelight Concerts. Yeah. Does that count as one? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. We haven't counted in a while. <laughs> um, some of the other powers of music are that it boosts your energy it definitely improves your sleep it um, can calm stress particularly uh like out here where we have really bad road rage um oftentimes uh, if you choose very soothing music uh, it'll help you be able to stay focused and motivated but um it'll also help you not want to you know murder everybody (laughs) in that Mm -hmm. la traffic which uh i i certainly um have felt once or twice (laughs) um it definitely reduces anxiety for medical procedures. So there are some hospitals that will play music while you are are having surgery. Um, yeah. You can mm-hmm. even get to curate your playlist sometimes. Um, they will, or they'll play like classical music. Definitely, when it comes to to birthing, there are some hospitals that allow um, women to sort of choose, um, or or people can give babies, not even just women, but um, people can give babies. Uh, really, the birthing process to have that that soothing music um to help uh like have our heartbeat sort of match the energy tones um which that's obviously a very stressful and body um uh stress experience um also you know you can play music and it actually affects our pets um i have a playlist for my dog (laughs) (laughs) i definitely have specific songs on youtube that i will play she has a severe anxiety she's actually on prozac so she she really does have severe anxiety um sounds of uh um, ocean waves uh and anything that patterns music wise like ocean waves helps helps to calm her Yeah, definitely. And I mean, even when you're not in that setting, when you're getting massage or, you know, I got a facial not that long ago, they play soothing music and they play um, actually because where I got the massage was um, out near the southwest. um, Mm -hmm. They played uh, indigenous music Mm -hmm. and it was very soothing. It was different than like than classical music and, Mm -hmm. you know, European and Western classical music. And it was soothing and on a different level. So, um, different music, different genres can evoke different emotions and feelings in your mind, especially when you're in such an almost meditative state when you're like zened out. Um, it's great. And it, I, I've seen that it has different effects on you. Like I slept 
way better during this one. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I try not to fall asleep, but I always tell like whoever is performing the service, I'm a very tired individual. So if I start to snore, sorry, but also it's a compliment. I'm a, a teacher and a mom. <laughs> I'm a mom. I'm very tired all the time. And I love going to Disneyland. So, I mean, I'm not doing anything to help out my tiredness by going there all the time. Um, but, you know, music has so many uh, therapeutic and healing attributes. I think yes. we take it for granted and we, we don't we don't realize it, especially if like you're in the car singing. I think mm -hmm. that's therapeutic in itself. I know we're, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about karaoke before and mm -hmm. that in itself is therapeutic. So this mm -hmm. is just another one of those branches. And and even for um, uh, individuals who are um, deaf or hard of hearing, uh, mm -hmm. the vibrations from the music, the pattern yes. beats, um, yes. those rhythms, those are just as healing. The body wants to match that. The body wants to feel that energy. So um, uh, really learning um, to not only just listen to the sound, but mm -hmm. see if you can feel that rhythm. Um, particularly, you know, if, if you're someone who wants to feel music in your body, maybe even learn, you know, to dance, that's mm -hmm. that, um, all parts of music is still, still healing for a variety of people. Yep. And when they say dance is healing, it's one of those things too. I mean, it's therapeutic in itself because of the way you're using your body to respond to the music. Yes. So, um, responding to the music, um, <laughs> going back to our, uh, so it was a journey. <laughs> it was it was a total journey. Um, yeah. So I, no matter how hard I try or how many times I set a calendar or a reminder or a timer, I'm late. I'm just a chronically late person. I try not to be. It happens. I I started getting. The goal was to pick up stuff at five, be at the venue by six. Concert starts at six thirty. Mm -hmm. I started getting ready at three. That should be enough time. I, did. I didn't even I know did. that. Yes. At three? I started getting ready at three. I already had the outfit picked out. So there was no yeah, way. You had I the outfit like... picked out like a, maybe, maybe even months before I did. I months. literally found my outfit that day. <laughs> and yet still late. So I've, I've come to realize there are a few things that will definitely make me late. Um, I need to put my phone on do not disturb if I'm getting mm. ready um, because uh, I will get, you know, like emails or notifications or messages that I think that I can respond to quickly. But even in those few seconds, it's mm -hmm. just taking time away. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is. Um, I in this case, I was trying something new and that's what that's what I should not have done. Oh, um, yes. That's another thing that I don't do when I'm getting ready to go somewhere. <laughs> I've never been before. Don't ever try something new. <laughs> I, I did not take that advice. And so I I bought this dress on Amazon um, and and one of the reasons I actually like buying dresses on Amazon, despite it being, you know, a, a sort of the mega uh, corporate conglomerate, the conglomerate, man. the man. Yeah. Um, is that a lot of the people who write their uh, reviews will put how tall they are and how much they weigh. Yes. And Very again, helpful. I am 411. There are not many long dresses that don't look like I was put in a hand-me-down from like a big sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, Agreed. And so to find a dress that 
was at the right length, hit, hit my ankles that I could wear um, uh, sandals because I didn't want to wear heels on the beach. I'm not that I'm not that kind. I'm not that girl. <laughs> um, to, I don't think anybody should be that girl. But anyway, I don't think they should. But there's some people who are, you know, power to you. Not me. <laughs> not me. Um, and then uh, the other thing was it was really low cut. Very, mm-hmm. very low cut. So the new thing that I tried was I got the dreaded chicken cutlets. And so for those who do not know, they are these sticky, um, uh, rubbery, plasticky, uh, yeah, rubbery thing that you stick on your breasts. <laughs> Literally um, think of a chicken cutlet. I don't know how much more like you could. a chicken cutlet. If you, <laughs> if you open up a package of chicken breasts, just like imagine sticking that <laughs> to your chest. <laughs> to your chest. And that is, uh, that's it. That's that, that. And I wanted to do that because it was so low cut. I couldn't wear any of my strapless bras. I even considered going braless, but that is something that like for so much cleavage, I'm, cleavage I'm uncomfortable with. I don't want like any of my girls to say hello to anybody. <laughs> Especially on the beach when you know there's movement happening. You, yes. Anything could happen. You could fall. Anything, anything fall. could happen. So I hadn't tested these out because I was afraid that the sticky would like be no longer sticky if I kept like reapplying and applying them. So I applied them that day and it took forever to figure out exactly where they were supposed to go, which sounds odd because it's just on the boob. Right. But no, I had to have a certain under way of doing it so that it wouldn't (laughs) be seen in my dress. And there's a front hook and I had to try and like put it in angles so both the front hooks would meet. It was a disaster. That took forever. (laughs) So if you guys don't, I this is the first time I'm hearing this behind story. I, yeah. I jump in when she picks me up, literally when I jumped in her car. So I am keep going. I am enthralled. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if I'll use these chicken cutlets again. They definitely had smaller ones that were like pasties. I thought of that yeah. too. Um, but I, I I I did it. I figured it out. It took like 20 to 30 minutes, I swear, to Dang. get this thing to stick on me in the right way and be hidden enough that like you didn't see my bra. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll use it again. Um, but I mean, I have to because I bought the dress. I want to use the dress again. Anyways. Dapper day. <laughs> Dapper day. Uh, so I... So that happened. That took a while. Me like responding to notifications. And then the third thing that like kind of kind of got me kind of got me for this round, at least, was that I kept skipping music because I wanted to listen to the right song to like get ready. I don't have like a get ready playlist. If anybody has one that you think is good, like I will I would love to have one that's curated because I, See, was just I have listening. one. I have one for the mood, which is not really a get ready playlist. It's more of just a playlist. <laughs> So I, I can't will take help a mood one. I will take okay. anything okay. that isn't me like skipping songs that I don't want yeah, to listen to. Yeah, no, don't do that. Do that on the car ride. Right. Don't do that while you're getting ready. So we, I finally get ready. My partner's been ready ages ago. And we <laughs> get in the car and it. Th- we get in the car at five. So you can tell we're already late, right? Yeah. And um, we're going to pick stuff up at 520, says the GPS, because we, of course, hit every red light that ever existed. And um, it's rush hour. The world is, is back. We should also remind you that this event was on a Thursday. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so- it was on a Thursday afternoon in Huntington Beach. Huntington <laughs> Beach is not in L.A. County. It is past Disneyland. 
So where we live in the valley, in the San Fernando Valley, it already takes on a good day to get to Disneyland 45 minutes. Yes. That's like if you leave at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Thursday. Yes. <laughs> and so the GPS said we would get there at 7.02. <laughs> the concert? When does the concert start? When 6.30. Start? 6.30. Six. So um, I, I read the info because I wanted to call someone and say like, oh, we're running late. I apologize because I reread the information. This is another um, a, a tip on what not to do. Um, I didn't look at all of the rules like ahead of time. This would have made for planning better. But it said one, it even though you have a specific zone, it's come as you are seating. And two, um, even uh, uh, it starts at 630. They will not let anybody in after 630. It's a no late admission. Uh, in a, a realm of coincidence that always happens with Steph and I, her husband just happened to be in Huntington Beach that day. Yes. So he works out there in, um, his base is actually out, um, in near Long Beach, but they were holding an event for his work at the beach. They decided to have a barbecue that day and it happened to be at Huntington Beach, Seal Beach, because next to Seal Beach is a naval training facility and it's a beach that they're familiar with. It has barbecue pits and like I said, it had a, um, what do you call it? Fire pits. And he, I, I asked him because now, now Ariel's telling me all of these things through text, like, oh crap, like, you know, I don't think we're going to make it, this and this. We had, the reason why she picked me up is because he was already out there working. And then, so when I had told him about where it was, I was on the phone and I was like, hey, oh, it's at this place called Sea Legs at the Beach. And she's, he's like, Sea Legs at the Beach? Is it that building right there? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm on the phone with you. What building right there? He's like, I can see it here from where I'm barbecuing right now. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You're there? So he had been there the entire time. He had been running errands, you know, finding things to do. So he had already kind of mapped out the area, even though we've never been there before, which actually proved to be helpful on our way there because Absolutely. it helped. Um Ariel's partner navigate where we were actually supposed to go because the com- the directions were a little confusing. And if you've never been yeah. there before, you definitely would have had to allow time to get lost. <laughs> yes, yes, because one of the entrance gates was closed and um, uh, AJ already knew this. He was yeah. able to tell us to bypass and turn and go to a specific yeah. area. Um, mm-hmm. it, it also helped in that um, uh, there was a... Was, there was another sea something. It was sea shanty, sea sea. Yeah, another sea, another thing that had nothing to do with what we were supposed to be. That was and, two named and start with C. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't get confused on where we were supposed to go, which was great. So we are attempting to play beat the GPS. Um, we were playing literally play traffic god. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We thought that we could out uh, outdo it, outsmart it, um, and. The I'm now sweating because it is it is it is Crunch getting time. five five forty five <laughs> six o'clock six ten and we are still not there um, and there were points where the GPS time would go down and then somehow it, went it would just shoot back up to the same freaking number even though we went we like shaved off seven minutes eight minutes somehow in like a span of a second that would come back mm-hmm. and um. Uh, my partner was doing all kinds of questionable driving. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> we got there safely. We did get there safely. Um, <laughs> and 
now it is 6.30 and I'm like, okay, I think that AJ can... I was like, Steph, AJ can just enjoy the concert. Mm -hmm. You, me, and my partner. She was already figuring out an end game. Like, (laughs) just like, we we just have dinner. (laughs) Just have dinner and drinks and then meet him later. And he can tell, we could interview him on the podcast. (laughs) Like, like, we'll just do that. So then Steph gets a call from AJ and and he goes, oh, yeah, they still haven't, they haven't started yet. Uh, What do you want to eat? I've already checked us all in. (laughs) We had sent him the tickets hoping he could. He'd already checked everyone in. Yeah. He'd already gotten a table. And he was now in, in the ordering stage. Yeah. In the ordering stage, he got our table. Um, everything was good. They were just like, oh, yeah, just like, tell us when your party gets here. And if you, if like any of you have met AJ, he's like pretty chill. And Super like, chill. Uh, it's funny, like with the dichotomy of like Ariel's anxiety sometimes that like <laughs> yeah. rises and rises and rises. And then like AJ's always pretty even keel about things. And this has happened at Disneyland too, um, where we're supposed to like get somewhere. We have like this plan <laughs> set out and AJ's like, it's going to be fine. Like it's okay. <laughs> and so it's always fun watching the two Ariels because AJ's yes. an Ariel too. <laughs> so this, uh, th- th- our, I don't think our podcasters, uh, listeners yeah, yeah. know this, but um, my name is Ariel and Steph's husband's name is Ariel um, because Ariel is actually a male's name uh, in the Filipino culture. Um, mm-hmm. And my, uh, um, apparently my dad was watching a, a French film on the the naval ship and there was a woman named Ariella um, that was either the actress or the actor or, or the name of the character. He cannot remember. He just knows her name. So that's that's how important my name was. He was like, I saw this this movie and it was a French lady and I, I liked the name. So he tells it's my okay. mom. It's ours, okay. Ours was actually Ariel's name. Well, so yeah, like Ariel is how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, Ariel. Yeah. yeah in, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. Like that. But, you know, they, they pronounce it that way. But anyway, go ahead and finish. Yeah. So, I- so the... So my my full name is four names on the birth certificate and there wasn't enough room to put Ariella. So then they shortened it to Ariel. And my my mom was to my dad, are you sure you want to name her Ariel? And he was like, yeah, I mean, if that's fine, that's just as pretty. Come then he like comes to find out that, um, oh, that's a boy's name because everybody kept saying, what a, what a cute little boy you have, what a cute little boy you have. And he mm-hmm. had to keep correcting them. Um, yeah. Also, uh, both for me and my brother, my dad did not meet us until we were five days old because he was on the naval ship. <laughs> what yep. happens when you're a military parent? Sometimes you don't meet your kid when they're Sometimes born. You don't. It's it's a miracle that you're even there together in the birthing room. <laughs> <laughs> but with my with AJ Ariel, his dad is Ariel, and now our son is also Ariel, but he ah. is <laughs> so he is the third, AJ is the second. And um, dad is a first. So I have four Ariels in my life, all super special and wonderful to me. And, and one with it, high anxiety and like one her with dog. High anxiety <laughs> like her, her dog. And one that's super chill, just like his son. So <laughs> the name doesn't define you. That's what we're trying to say here. Well, um, and also his dog, because I think your dog is very chill. Oh, yeah. Chance is pretty chill until like you you take his food or. I don't know. He just Same gets, with AJ. Or he, you just get on his, yeah, if you take his food or get on his property, then he's like, attack mode. But anyway, um, so we finally get there. And um, 
see I don't even see AJ at this point because like the sun is setting and like where he is sitting is like where the sun is so I'm like trying to look for him and then they're like oh can we can we see your ID and can we you know see your tickets and it was like in a QR code and I didn't have them Ariel had them and yeah and I'm, like- I'm trying to like pull them out of my bag of bags because I just shoved everything so so my partner literally parked right by the venue oh no we, like, just, we rolled out yeah he <laughs> just was like just get out so we duck and rolled and he just kept driving to find a parking space yeah um so that there's we plenty of miss parking any, any music <laughs> we were lucky in that they didn't start until seven like no they didn't start till 6 50 till 6 50 and we got yeah. in at 702 yeah. faithful gps so we only missed like what two songs three songs we missed like three songs and um aj being the great person he is is he was texting me the set list as they were yeah. going so that yeah. a he would tell us you know for the podcast what they played and mm-hmm. b give us a little more anxiety because we are missing these certain songs <laughs> that we actually love that we loved <laughs> that we loved um, um so yeah, so we we, we we do a tuck and roll. I'm I'm we're at the front. I'm digging through my purse and I'm like, our party's already here. They're at a table. Let me find my phone. Where's your mask? And I'm like, it's under these mouse ears I brought. And like and, Ariel here brings like this large tote. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you picnicking? There's food and they here. had to they had to check the bags because we weren't yeah. allowed to bring food or drinks. So that took like an extra bit, and I'm like, I'm missing everything, even though I'm right here and I can hear everything. Finally, we get in. <laughs> and Steph's like, oh, I'm out of days over there. So, <laughs> trying hobble, to over, hobble over. Not like disturb the music. <laughs> not be in anybody's way or be inconveniencing yeah, like, anybody. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know what? This is not a uncommon thing for it to happen to us not uncommon (laughs) i'm sure you will hear in future episodes especially when it's not like something we've gone to like a million times like the dapper day expo or if it's like you know if we ever go back to like a comic book convention like we already know how to plan for those things because we've gone to them for so so many times if you're going to a movie at you know amc or el capitan we know the routine yes this we did not know because like i said earlier it's not an official disney event so you kind of have to navigate where it is and use your i guess savviness of the area to determine what you you know what you need to prepare for i think living in los angeles we have a threshold of how early we need to leave for certain things however we are working individuals (laughs) we um have lives of our own if this was probably 10 years ago we would have maybe made it on time because of the lesser responsibilities that we have but as 30 somethings with a million things on our mind i think even though ariel you are not a mother you are a pet mom and you are a business (laughs) owner so you have just as many things to care about and we also wanted to look cute like i get it was on the beach oh i i I guess this is a good segue into what to wear if you're going to a beach concert um don't overdo it you're at the beach like think of it you are going to the beach (laughs) like if you if you look up the venue it is literally on the beach so whatever you would wear to the beach do it i wish um so both ariel and i were wearing dresses um with sandals because we knew we were going to be on the sand um ariel had a beach dress on long very flow you'll see them on the pictures on our instagram and i was wearing um a retro dress but it was like a hawaiian retro dress something you could wear to a luau um this dress in particular and i will i think we can link what we wore too um and yes, where we got it yeah. um i bought this dress originally for a spring dapper day um, and our spring dapper day didn't happen this year, so no. I didn't get to wear it. However, it was a perfect way to 
use it because we were going to be on the beach and I brought a cardigan to go with it. Thank God I did because it was cold. Yep, I, I brought a cardigan and a shawl. Um, yes. Uh, trying to decide which one uh, would be better. And I figured it was just going to be cold. Um, the the one thing is that uh, the event didn't say if we could bring blankets. Otherwise, yeah. it would have. Um, and then we saw that people did. Yeah, um, so and if, towels. If, and towels, blankets and towels. Um, some people had already spent the whole day at the beach before ending at the concert. So um, just being... Yeah, we should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I, I had work and you had work. I know, yeah, I had work. <laughs> I'm talking like I wasn't working like five minutes before she picked me up. I was working. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah I, AJ did that. <laughs> he did that for us. <laughs> um, I wish that I had pulled my hair back because I get yeah. crazy uh beach hair my oh, hair gets yeah, so frizzy yeah. and like because i have dyed hair it just looks like a sort of mess and if i don't tame it like it's kind of everywhere ariel has long long hair and it didn't affect her as much because the weight of her hair kind of brings everything down yeah and it's beautifully I do, curly i do get frizz um i do get the ocean frizz that does happen um but uh i would say that it wasn't as bad this time because it, I did put an I th I feel like enough product in my hair to be satisfied with it um and it it, it wasn't straight um so for for anybody who has um, textured hair um do not try to wear it to the beach straight um no it will not no, last it will not last <laughs> um I think next time if I do wear something retro I'll pull it back and do like a roll or something for my bangs that would be I've seen somebody do that at a beach party so um that would be definitely something that I would consider next time for the guys um we had two different styles because I forgot AJ's <laughs> actual uh going out clothes but it was okay because everybody was wearing something different um, so people were super casual like just came from the beach like Ariel said and some people were a little bit dressed up for this event which was also acceptable because it was you know a quartet on the beach so um ariel's partner james he was wearing all linen i think he was wearing linen pants and a linen yes. long sleeve yeah i was uh, going for a linen look i bought yeah. him the shirt the pants he already owned which apparently have gotten a lot of hits on uh facebook in regards to because they are salmon uh yeah and, uh, it's a great so color feel some type of way about dudes wearing salmon uh but he loved it and i loved it so you no, know haters. salmon is great uh <laughs> AJ owns a pair of salmon colored swimming shorts and they are either swimming shorts, uh, swimming shorts and regular shorts. So no, guys, guys can do that. Tell the haters to go away. Um, <laughs> but the the linen shirt I also bought from Amazon. I will I will link that as well. Um, he was a little unsure of it. The color and the length and the tunic type style <laughs> made him think um, like yoga guru <laughs> or yoga guru. <laughs> <laughs> he could definitely if you saw him especially barefooted just like cross-legged on the beach you could ask him for advice or like you know to see into <laughs> your future he's a guru kid he's a guru kid <laughs> all grown up but um yeah aj was wearing just his regular tank top he'd wear at the beach and uh swimming shorts and uh he looked totally appropriate um it did get cold for him luckily ariel had her cardigan yes, <laughs> her oversized yes. cardigan that he wore later on but um yeah for concerts like this and i don't think and rem remind me if they did was there a dress code 
noted there anywhere? didn't seem to be a dress okay. code noted anywhere um it did uh, it didn't even say dress warm or dress cool um that i remember um most of the the, the information was in regards to don't bring food or drink <laughs> yeah yeah they wanted to make money off of this which is fine i get that uh and that's what we're going there for so we're there we finally listen or we're there enjoying the music everything is good um i I think, I don't know, Ariel, do you want to kind of give a little bit of backstory on the performers, our quartet, that were so talented? Yes. So quartet, meaning four, um, and it was a string quartet. So um, uh, four women playing uh, different string instruments. There was uh, Molly Rogers. She plays the violin, um, and she's featured in a Kelly Green in one of the photos. Um, And in in actual in-person, they were wearing similar color scheme to uh, this promo photo. Um, Desiree uh, Hasley or Hazley. Apologies if I'm saying this wrong. Anybody, please correct us. Um, she mm-hmm. was featured in a mustard yellow and she plays the violin. Uh, Chiara Anna Perico. She was featured in a glacier blue and plays the viola. Viola is slightly bigger than a violin. Um, uh, and so that's how you'd be able to visually tell the difference. And then um, Leah Metzler, she was featured in a lemonade pink and she plays the cello. Um, I was very specific in explaining these colors because I, I think that specificity and colors is important. So color green, mustard yellow, glacier blue, lemonade pink. Yeah. And visually, they looked wonderful. Um, they were bright colors, but very muted. So it like totally was Disney feel, but yes. calming at the same time. They were so talented and sweet. Um, I Remind me who was the one who was speaking a lot during the concert. So that was the thing was we, um, because it was come as come as the tables are available, yeah. I was under the assumption we were in a specific area in our zone. Yeah. And uh, when we weren't, I was confused. I re-looked at the map and it was like spread out. So the way yeah. the map makes it look like you get to sit up front, but in reality, you get to sit up front if you get there sooner. Otherwise, you're at this other area of the zone. Um, so I, I believe it was Molly talking, but... Yeah, correct us if we're wrong. (laughs) But she was fantastic in kind of guiding everybody and actually crowd participation. Um, If you've ever gone to an orchestral performance or a philharmonic performance, Mm -hmm. there's no crowd participation at all. Like you just sit there, listen, wait for intermission. You can't. And that's why I was actually thinking the no in and out policy or no late policy was like a hard no late policy because mm-hmm. that is how it is in um, classical performances because you don't want to disturb the performers. So that's mm-hmm. where we had such high, high anxiety. But because it's at the beach, we have to remember that it's a little bit more relaxed. And um, yeah, she was great in, you know, setting up the songs, uh, putting in little Disney tidbits during the mm-hmm. certain songs. You could tell that they are Disney fans too, which yes. I loved because you, you not only heard it in their music, but you also heard it in their commentary and um, when they were talking about themselves. It was great. Yeah, and and even um, uh, really curating some of the songs in specific sets. Yes. Um, and, and even talking about um, like an Oscars award se- section. Sometimes mm-hmm. we forget because we think of um, really Disney um, uh, songs in regards to the songs we sing. We forget that a lot of the movie has like an orchestra. It, it is the, the sound scores are just so lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and award winning, iconic, iconic. <laughs> So um, having her like mention that they were curating even to that level 
was was so um it was not only so very beautiful but just showed that their their precision and, and the way that they had made a decision now the thing about the event was um again because it's unofficial the advertising mentioned really just movie music scores it listed some disney movies some star wars movies some like even pirates of the caribbean but it listed la la land um harry potter um and and just many um movies we did not know <laughs> Did not know. <laughs> we thought we would hear a few Disney songs yeah. and talk about those. Little did we know it was an entire Disney franchise focused. We set. lucked out so much. As they kept playing, I was like, wait, this is all Disney. Oh my gosh. Like, I was ready because, you know, we are both movie lovers. We watch yes. plenty of movies and, you know, it was just icing on the cake for it all to be Disney and to be so nicely curated. It was, it was so great. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the interesting thing about these specific performers, uh, LA-based freelance musicians, and they actually became essentially besties after a tour with a Japanese metal band, um, a specific rock star from a Japanese metal band, which Steph and AJ's eyes just like (laughs) sparkled and shined when they heard this. Um, So yeah. Yeah, like they they were on tour because of X-Japan, which is like, an iconic Visual K um, metal band from Japan. Visual K, it refers to the style of clothes that they wear. It's very comparable to glam rock in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But because um, in Japan, metal is a whole movement out there that has to do with your style, the way you do your hair, um, the romanticism of the music. Um, It's very different when you're comparing it to American metal, um, which is why they probably worked with these ladies is because their music incorporates so many symphonic elements to it Mm -hmm. that it, um, it was just perfect for them to go on tour with so they and, and um, so they went on tour with um specifically the i, I guess the the one of the lead singers um, yeah his name is yoshiki he is um the pretty much the leader of the band there is a whole story about this band it is fascinating there's a movie called um we are x i think i saw it on netflix but i remember it coming out at the sundance festival like in 2015 which is when um you know watching anime a lot you already are familiar with bands like x japan mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of certain animes just like call for a big epic like metal symphonic score and that's what it did like anime such as attack on titan is one of the ones that they have uh done music for um and that is a huge huge anime and manga so if you want to do a little bit more research on that uh x japan is who they were introduced to and that's how they got together and i think because of the way that they performed together they kind of just decided after the tour to stay together in tour right Yeah, and that that allowed them to be able to tour with a variety of bands. They they've toured with the Chainsmokers, Alien Ant Farm, Frank Ocean, Stevie Nicks, Alicia Keys, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, they um and that isn't even all the people, but like that's such a variety of yeah. of of music genres. Um and then they themselves uh actually went on a 15 concert hall uh tour in China. Um, and uh, spent essentially a month long there um, and have even now been featured on motion picture soundtracks. They were on um, Bad Boys 2 uh, and then two live action <laughs> Disneys, The Jungle yeah. Book and The Lion King. So yeah. the, the 
Uh, Orchid Quartet. They are some some bomb ass ladies. Yes. And they play such beautiful, beautiful music. Um, you could tell as seasoned as they are. Um, I love the fact that we could we're able to see them in such an intimate setting, mm-hmm. playing our favorite music. And um, we were able to curate a list for you. Maybe you know what? I might make a playlist on Spotify uh with these songs specifically yes, if yeah. um, and because not only are they songs that we are familiar with because they have words to them but a lot of them are soundtrack songs and you don't see that um quite often on spotify playlists so they started maybe off this could be my getting ready music maybe this could be your getting ready music and you could be reminded of the anxiety that you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's not so much getting ready um <laughs> So they open up their set with First Start of the Right from Peter Pan, um, which is so dreamy. Like every time I hear that song, I mean, even when I go to the Peter Pan ride, it's just so magical and lovely. And you feel like you're floating. Like it gives you such a feeling of like movement because you're like flying with Peter Pan. Um, And then they go on to play A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. And then when we got there, that's when they were playing How Far I'll Go from Moana. So I was so, so excited that I did not miss that i would have cried um all of these i mean i i did cry a little bit inside that we missed the first two but um what can you do and then they did colors of the wind from pocahontas a whole new world from aladdin um a spoons full of sugar from mary poppins uh can you feel the love tonight from the lion king let it go from frozen which they asked everybody to sing and literally it was just me and ariel singing yeah <laughs> really yeah. loudly and i was like oh <laughs> maybe yeah. we should um, that's it. <laughs> nobody complained nobody complained nobody complained and then they did a pixar medley and i love this pixar medley so much um they started off with inside out um and if you guys have ever stopped to listen to the soundtrack of inside out it is beautiful like because it goes through all of the emotions yeah like it it, the way that they play with the tempo and the way that they play with the tone is so amazing and you don't really realize it until you isolate the music like it's really it's really cool and then they did you got a friend in me from toy story um then they did up and everyone shed a tear i shed a tear um and then they moved into monsters inc and then they did the incredibles which was amazing to see oh that was uh i was not expecting that one at all and it was uh, it was so lovely to hear it like played in um, with these four uh string instruments yeah i don't i don't know i was not expecting the beat to sound like that yeah it was beautiful especially because the incredible soundtrack is very um uh, horns heavy. Yeah, it's very wind instrument heavy because it is like a superhero movie. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's um a lot more on that. But the way that they played with the tempo with their string instruments and tapping on their instruments really like drove that beat, which was great. And then they ended the Pixar medley with Coco, which yeah. was of course lovely. All the music and everyone Coco cried again. Everyone <laughs> cried again, <laughs> like we always do. And then after that, they did Under the Sea, and then the yeah. Ariels freaked out. It was yeah. great. I got up really close for that one. Yeah. Yes. And then I cried again because they played the Black Panther score. The Black Panther oh, score is one of my favorite. Amazing. I, oh my gosh. I again something I wasn't expecting, um, but that that score is so iconic of even the Marvel scores. Yeah. Like of the I, Marvel that scores. one. That one comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Especially because it was so influenced by African sounds and like they really used a lot of the instruments that they also used in African music. It was just so great. The 
oh, I can't wait. If they ever do this at the Hollywood Bowl, I would love yes, to go and just yes. cry my eyes out again. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, that's just what I like to do for myself. It's a release. And then they did The Mandalorian, which was out of nowhere. I think it was super left field for me. And yeah, I loved it. I, I, they, they, they did Mandalorian. And I was that, uh, that iconic recorder sound that like one who knew a recorder could be so cool. Because um, uh, I remember playing Hot Cross Buns and driving everybody nuts with that. It was not cool. Um, but uh, I, I think it was like uh, Leah was, was doing a, a tapping on her mm -hmm. cello. That yes. was sort of replicating that wah 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 sound. Mm -hmm. um, it was, and it 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 sounded just like I was like when I turn on the the show and listen yes. to the intro. The way that they were able to mimic that sound with their instruments, I again just ingenious and shows the the level uh, that they're playing at the the, yeah. the amount of music uh, compensation and understanding. Mm -hmm. And you forget that the Mandalorian is based on a lot of Westerns. Yeah. So the style of the music that they were playing is very reminiscent of that clopping that you would hear of the hooves because of Westerns and the driving beat of, you know, being on a horse and traveling somewhere. Yeah. That was a major influence for the soundtrack of the Mandalorian. And that's what makes it so unique. And to hear that isolated was just fantastic to me. Like, I loved it. So and then and then they did Star Wars, which is, you know, iconic John Williams. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and the swelling of you know because the mandalorian is such a driving beat it like really introed to the star wars soundtrack very beautifully yeah and they then, melded it together wonderfully yeah. which yes. you know it, it franchise wise it's it, it's all part of the same universe so the fact that yeah. it bled into each other just mm -hmm. so lovely listening to it it, it It felt good. It felt like an honoring of that franchise. Yeah, definitely. And then the surprise of the night was, of course, they did Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, uh, again, iconic. Um, and Hans Zimmer is one of my favorite composers, and he did Pirates of the Caribbean. And being as we were at the beach, it was, we thought, oh, okay, this makes sense. And then as mm -hmm. we're sitting there, who pops up from the back with an umbrella? Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Which by this... then, this was the end of the night. Yeah, this, this is the a... end of the night. And Steph and I were like, well, let's see if we can sort of take a selfie with the girls yeah. playing in the background, the, the, the women, the women playing back in the background. And uh, we look up and there's 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 Captain, Captain Jack. Jack. <laughs> and we are now really close because we were allowed to move because it was the final, you know, <laughs> a score for the night. Yeah. And uh, he saw us looking at him and posed. Pose yeah. for us. He's a poser. <laughs> He's a poser. <laughs> yes, and he was like, okay, we living in LA, we see a lot of impersonators. This oh, guy was God. pretty legit. He was pretty legit. Yes. And a lot of my friends who saw it on my stories on Instagram were like, dang, that guy's legit. He super <laughs> looks like him. I'm like, I know. Isn't that crazy? And um, yeah, like he was prancing around the stage with his uh, umbrella, his mm -hmm. um. Uh, lace umbrella yes. <laughs> and you know vibing to the music and everybody pulls their phones out starts taking pictures it was it was such a funny and wonderful way to end the event and very so very disney and very disney duh, such a surprise County. <laughs> um and, and like to have like 
again, like a character come out. Like I would yeah. expect that. I would hope for yeah. that. Um, I yeah. didn't expect that for this non-sanctioned Disney event, which may or may not play with Disney music. <laughs> uh, and the fact it that it did up. the whole night that we had yeah. this character was such the icing on the cake. And um, for uh, for me specifically, the reason I wanted to do this event is that my partner was going to be working um, uh, away for uh, a uh, out of town and then out of state uh, for a while mm-hmm. on a few different um, projects, industry projects. And our anniversary is coming up and I wanted to have some sort of anniversary event. And I definitely wanted to do it with Steph and AJ. The, the I told her not to. to I was like, I was like, no, no we're going to yeah. leave. And she would no, not no, no, let no. us. And I was like, no, no we don't. No. This is your thing. You need no, it. And no. then she would refuse. So I refuse. I conceded. They had to come uh, simply because <laughs> if you if you want couples goals, uh, that's who you look up to. And, uh, and I needed that in, in my anniversary. And uh, it was so it was fun in that sense. It was fun to share it with my bestie. It was fun to, to share it with my my name counterpart. I, I loved it. Yeah, it was so fun, despite um, all of the obstacles we had to overcome to get there. <laughs> It was worth it, um, I think, because of the level of musicality just presented by the quartet. Um, the fact that, I mean, even if it wasn't all Disney, we would have found that it was just as entertaining because they were so great as musicians. Yes. Um, just being out there, the feel of being on the beach, listening to music. Now it says candlelight, but guys we're on the beach so any candle would have died in two seconds in that wind so they were yeah. fake candles they were and, fake candles mm-hmm. and yeah. there was uh we went to the first show not yeah. the second one so the nine o'clock showing definitely had candle light we had the sun setting which is very gorgeous on the beach but isn't candlelight um and and i knew that going in uh but i also knew that this was a thursday and everyone had to work <laughs> the next day so i don't think the nine o'clock uh being out that late listening to all of the music and then um uh yeah if you want to do this um depending on your comfort level if you're you're like me you have kids and you have things to do at night also we were leaving for a trip um the next day so it would have been better for us to do the um earlier showing it was still like ariel said very very lovely and um, beautiful with the sunset uh i liked it it wasn't as cold as it could have been if we did do the second show i definitely would have brought a blanket and something warm um The great thing about it was that because we had gotten there kind of the first show early enough, we were able to eat dinner. Um, I think if we did the nine o'clock, it would have been a little too late. And also we, um, the three of us, not Ariel, uh, just pounded all of this alcohol that AJ (laughs) bought because AJ is, you know, he he loves to cater even though he's Mm -hmm. not doing the food and he was doing it already the whole entire day. So he bought all the food for us and um, AJ wanted to actually commend you, Ariel, for... uh, scarfing down all that food because apparently you were hungry due to all that yes. stress. Yes. He was like, <laughs> later he was like, did she not eat? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I thought I ate. <laughs> nope. All apparently. that anxiety just ate up everything that was in her stomach. So um, luckily they had a burger there that she, the food was actually quite good. The only thing that oh, really? I didn't expect were um, uh, tortilla chips to get so stale right away because of the humidity. Yeah, do not um, buy tortilla chips um, in regards to this nachos. weather. Because, um, yeah, it, they were crunchy. Um, then uh, Steph and I went to take pictures uh, of 
uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, and then we came back and they were not crunchy anymore. <laughs> they so were in the span soggy. of one pirate song, <laughs> the ocean had taken over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I guess like to to kind of wind it down. Also, like at the end of the show, um, if you didn't finish your drinks, you can go to the side and finish them before the next show starts. You could take. We were able to take pictures with Captain Jack Sparrow. He was very funny and lovely mm-hmm. and. Um, I, I like that because it wasn't an official Disney setting. He didn't have to be in character the whole time. Yeah. Like, they have yeah. to be at the parks. So we got to talk to him a little bit um, and got to know him, which was really hilarious. Talking to a Jack Sparrow that is not Johnny Depp, but is a human being that has known places in and around Los Angeles. It was just weird. It was very, like, a mind, <laughs> a mind F, if you really Surreal, took yourself out of sure. it. But um, we got to meet uh, the ladies in the or um, in the quartet. They were so mm-hmm. nice. Yes, um, the, the Orchid Quartet and their shout logo out. is the yeah. most beautiful, simplified logo I've ever seen. It's a Q and O inside with a little orchid. Um, and I bought a sweater. Uh, yes. And the the best thing about me buying that sweater is it made it easier for me to give the cardigan away. <laughs> I was not exactly. And also, if you go to small events like this, make sure to buy some merch, like whether it be a sticker, anything. Um, it really helps the musicians and um, it helps them keep uh, their music alive. So um, please support any sort of, you know, small events that you can. Um, they are going to be performing, I think, next in Koreatown, which is so much closer oh. than Huntington Beach. Anaheim Marriott. Then <laughs> oh, Koreatown. Anaheim Marriott. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a little bit closer. So they're going to inch their way back to um, Los Angeles. So I think by the time this podcast is published, they might have already had these tickets on Fever for the Anaheim concert. But if you missed that one, please go watch them in Koreatown. Um, I yeah, think I know the venue that they're going to be in. It's going to it's an old church uh, right in the heart of on Wilshire. And yeah. um, it'll be really nice if you can go and support them. Yeah. Um, and you can also go on uh, Twitter and Instagram and support us at HappiestPodGT. Um, yes. You will you. see the pictures. Um, we will link all of the things that uh, <laughs> all of the people and things that it took us to get ready for yes. Yes. this Yes, we'll link event. the style. We'll link the food. <laughs> we'll link the event. Um, uh, we'll even link Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. Uh, if you have any <laughs> questions, feel free to comment or um Uh, shoot us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, and we are more than happy to help you navigate and maybe even find some other Disney events, whether it be official or not official, for you to partake in um, safely with uh, your loved ones. Um, As we all know that things are a little sticky now when it comes Mm -hmm. to going out, so we want to make sure that everybody still stays safe throughout all of this. Yeah. Everybody, uh, thank you for joining us, and um, we hope you support some live music. Yep. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.